Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Jerko's Podcast. This is a podcast about four friends who spent hours of their childhood sitting around a table in the backyard learning, listening, and laughing with one another. And now it's time for you to pull up a chair and join our family. My name is Daniel Joseph Simone with my colleagues. Dr. B. Big Baby Reynolds. Vinny Bag of Donuts. Hey, my cousin. What happened to the designer, baby? It's on. It's on the down low, man. Oh, okay. It's on the down low. I don't know if you know, but the Chinese arrested that guy, son. I was gonna talk about that too. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> he's, he's fearing for his life right now. Yeah, I, I did. I did hear a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome everybody. It's been a few weeks uh, since we've done a Project Jerko's Jerko's podcast. Uh, wanted to say hi. Welcome back. If you haven't listened in a while, go back and listen to our past episodes. If you haven't, we hope you had a happy, rate, healthy, reviewed, and merry subscribed. New Year's. And Christmas. All the, all the best holidays. Best. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Jerkos podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are found. You're using a very sensual voice there, Dan. It's my ASMR <laughs> voice. <laughs> but welcome. So, how was everybody's day? My day, my day was pretty good. Uh, I got, you know... I've been pretty irritable the past few days, and so the trains, the trains are really getting to me. Do you do you feel a little more approachable? No, highly unapproachable, <laughs> highly unapproachable. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I was told I was mildly unapproachable at work. <laughs> uh, yeah, people need to take their backpacks off on the train, and uh, train etiquette. I don't know. How about you smile a little bit more? <laughs> Everybody looks so grumpy <laughs> on the train, man. Oof. Oof. Oh, that's, that's how I feel. Vincenzo Babs, how was your day or a week or your month? <laughs> it's been a good year. It's been eight days into the year so far. <laughs> big things. Big things for big baby baby. I only just like I just woke up like literally an hour ago. So pretty, <laughs> I see you got that easy day. So you far. got that fierce beard coming in, Babby. Oh, yeah, no, it's neck beard, next level. Looking good. Are you growing nice. a playoff beard for the Colts? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> growing a rally beard for Andy Reid. Wow. <laughs> Vinny is sporting a very nice mug for his Ooh. coffee. What is that mug you're, you're sipping out of? Yeah. So fancy. It is the, uh, the official merch that only four of us now have. Yeah, if you want one, email us. I can get one made. And we charge you a 10%. Oh, yeah. So. It's going to be an expensive mug. It's going to be like a $30 so. mug. <laughs> it's the official Jerko's podcast mug. Everything that you sip out of it tastes like <laughs> shit. <Ooh. laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Damn. Now that's podcasting right there. Damn. Then how was your day? No, it's it's great. Uh, yeah, g- g- great. Life's forgettable. I don't know. We'll wait until Vinny's affirmations, I guess. All right. Dan, how was your day? Just another day. How was your Brilliant. day? My day was all right. Mediocre Good. Best. I'm glad we ask each other. I'm glad we ask each other how our days are and have nothing fun to say, Dan. <laughs> why don't you smile more, Dan? <laughs> yeah, why don't you smile more? <laughs> Take your fucking backpack off. Stay a while. Fucking you know, the trains and shit bring negativity in New York City. God damn, it's too negative out there in, in my, the streets. In my kitchen. In my kitchen. <laughs> it was all his right. kitchen. I got nothing. It was another day. Oh, it was a Tuesday. Jesus Christ, these people. Well, speaking, I'll just jump into my topic then. We're talking about me now. Let's get it rolling. So, like, New Year's just passed, and everybody has resolutions. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. Why? Revo- yeah, that's what they're called. Yeah, no. like, how do you not believe no. in just, like, setting a goal for yourself? Like, what don't you believe in? Oh, 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 I believe in setting goals for myself. I don't believe that starting a new year should be like, hey, I'm going to start setting my goals or kind of get my life in order. You should be doing that every day. Yeah. Mm. Like, it doesn't have to be a new year for you to start. Kind okay. of bettering yourself. That's, that's fair. Just Stern shitting on all the New fair. Year's resolutioners out there, you know? Sometimes some people... Yeah, so I ain't totally cut off the market there. Sometimes I mean, people need a little kick in the ass. doing something. Exactly. It's kind of like the gym. Like, if you could just go to the gym, hey, that's a start. It doesn't matter where you've been, where you're coming. You're at the gym. That's a positive. So I was thinking about, like, I want to really do something more. And I was watching this video on, like, I think it's Goalcast, which is like a, like a YouTube channel. And it was all about kind of establishing goals and, and like... Achieving the goals, small term, short term, long term goals. And uh, I found there was this to learn a skill really fast, there's five things that you could do to kind of make the skill to, for it to come faster to you. 
Uh, the five things are establish what the goal is, deconstruct the skill, uh, research, remove barriers to practice, and commit 20 hours to it. So I thought that was cool. So that's on my fun little vision board we got going above my head. 20 hours a week? 20 hours total. What's uh, your skill? Just like forever? That's all I need? What if your skill is like fluently speak Spanish? I feel like you need more yeah, than 20 say, hours. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, dog, I learned nuclear physicists or physics in 20 hours. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work. Well, what skill are you picking? Board. I don't know. So, that's well, so you put it on your so vision board? Different skills. The, the um, what? Like the five steps? Or just make a, like, learn a skill? Oh, like learn a skill. Okay. So those five steps are supposed to apply Got to it. a skill. So if you deconstruct it, you learn, like, if we're doing in video games, like what one specific character does versus somebody else and kind of go that way. So I was thinking, like, what I should learn. Because I've always wanted to learn the piano or learn how to read music and all that fun stuff. Hmm. So uh, I have in my hands currently 24 life skills every functioning adult should master before the age of 30. <laughs> How pertinent. And how pertinent, because all of you are turning 30 soon. So before I jump into this magnificent, magnificent, really, the words are hard sometimes. <laughs> Is reading I, one of those skills? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking. Do you guys have any skills? <laughs> I like to think that sarcasm is one of my best skills. I don't know if it counts. I almost just spit water everywhere. <laughs> Jesus. Are you asking us to like? Do you guys have any skills? In... No, I'm not. I'll read the list in a little bit. But do you guys have any skills that you want to work on or? Maybe New Year's resolutions. Or De something definitely like be more approachable. Yeah, that's one of them. <laughs> that's that's well. the skill I'll be working on. I actually, nice. actually, no joke. I just started reading a book. <laughs> you guys are gonna love this. Title of the book is "18: How minutes. to Win Friends and Influence People." <laughs> oh yeah, I read that. Yeah. Oh my god. It's, it's actually not bad. I actually do recommend it. Uh, or like people that are starting new jobs and you have to like deal with all new people in a huh. somewhat semi-professional setting. But I thought it was, corporate it was quite... Persona. That, that's a skill I'll be working on. Thanks. Mm -hmm. uh, I say it every year, but I really want to do it this year before I turn 30 is I want to get my motorcycle license. I want to learn how to drive. Oh, ah, okay. So hopefully nice. sometime in the summer I can get that going. Yeah, you got a whole year. You're not even 29 yet. Yeah, right. Got a whole uh, eight days. Boom. <laughs> nice. Vincenzo. Um, do I have a skill or am I seeking a skill? Is that like the question? That you want to improve your life, whether it be emotionally, physically, a trait. Is you moving know? one of them? Is that is that a? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um. Be be more proactive of making my needs and goals. Uh, achievable versus sacrificing them to put others in front of it, of those. It's a good goal. Thank you. That's now, fair. Dan, what's your what's your gonna be your skill? I don't know. We're gonna go through no, this list. No, you just made us list ours. You're not. No, this is a cop out. What's the know. skill? Yeah, it's different. Those are things you should learn. know. What's your skill? I don't no, know. No, That's no, no. Oh, you oh, gave us a debunked half half thought topic. <laughs> what is this is bullshit. <laughs> I would like to save more money. And that's one of the things that I would like that's to fair. do. There you go. <laughs> Financial responsibility. Yeah. So I've created today an Excel sheet where I track all my expenditures and it puts into another sheet and I can see what I'm kind of spending all my money on. Cool. Because I was spending like $7 a day on coffee. Yeah. They actually have apps available now that will track all that for you if you're comfortable like giving your bank yep. information to an app. Nerd wallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they'll track, and they'll actually categorize your spending for you yeah. too. I'm not comfortable with like giving away that kind of information. but Yeah, no, um, that's, a, that's a little bit much. It will show your credit score too. Ooh. Really? Yeah, Nerd Wallet does. I have it. Um, not a sponsor. <laughs> not a sponsor. But I think Daniel, the solution is um, with spending money, just make more of it, right? That's kind of. That's a good start. It's a good start. Am I missing something? <laughs> all right, cool. So I digress. I digress. <laughs> Sorry, we all know that I'm pretty, the, pretty much the poorest out of everyone here, so. <laughs> so, number one, accepting feedback gracefully. 
So if there's oh. a, at any point, if anybody wants to stop and just speak on any of the topics. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> you don't like accepting feedback gracefully? You don't fucking tell me what to do, eh? Yeah. <laughs> no, and like, I mean, if, if we want to use this for a really reflective uh, like moment, I have difficulties for that. Um, so that's something, Daniel, thank you, that I will now work on. No problem. There's a few that apply to Bernard and myself Sweet. as well. So. Oh. But, but definitely not, not that one. Though. You guys got that one unlocked. <laughs> I do, I do. I accept feedback very well. Yeah. Uh, apologizing sincerely. That's a big oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That laugh. Number three, managing your time wisely. Okay. Which I think is a Wait, these are the skills you should have mastered before 30? Yes. Oh. Yeah, Who okay. the fuck made I this? Feel like that, so far, these skills should all be mastered on before this. like twenty-one. Number four, using keyboard shortcuts. Yo, stop it! They go. They, <laughs> wait, what? That's number four. Yeah, right before thirty, keyboard shortcuts. Keyboard shortcut. Control V. This control was that. Oh my control god! C, control Are you v. serious? You're making a lot of seven-year-olds feel very inadequate. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. You met kids nowadays. Number five. Saying no respectfully. Mm. I had trouble with that. Yeah, that's difficult. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a life skill. Can't you just, wait, wait, hang on. For that one, can't you just be like, respectfully? No. (laughs) (laughs) Life hack. (laughs) I respectfully decline your offer. Uh, Number six, empathizing with others. That's a big one. Yeah. Empathy is generally a good one to have. Yeah, it's hard. I think it's situationally Uh, difficult. Sometimes you just can't empathize with mm. things. Mm. I agree. Seven, communicating through body language, which is actually a chapter I in your book, I got your body Bernard. language right here. <laughs> He's flipping <laughs> off the camera. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't know about that one. That, that one's kind of iffy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, Bernard what? always looks like he's angry, so if he didn't look angry all the time... Wait, get rid of that PD. RBF. I do. I've, I've decided that, for me, it's not just RBF. It's... VP, VPF, very punchable face. <laughs> oh. It depends. So, to, so women see my face as an, as an RBF, but men see my face as a VPF. Hmm. Very punchable. And gay men see it, it like the two blurred DTF. together? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was actually, you know, I was being very progressive. I was lumping gay men in with men. You know, oh. you know what I'm saying? I don't want to se- separate the two. Your body language is sh- saying something very different right now. <laughs> what did you say? Never mind. Say- <laughs> All right. Okay, then. Number eight, making friends in any environment. I think that could be good, especially starting a new job. Wait, what was number it? Number nine, mending. I didn't hear that one. Sorry. Uh, number eight, mend- uh, making friends in any I'm environment. Uh, number nine, mending clothing. So stop sewing. It. I'm Dude, <laughs> stop it. Are mm. you fucking serious? This list? Mm. That's a hard one. Right? Sewing's hard. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Am I like Amish? Like, what the hell? I learned, like, I learned how to sew in home ec, actually, back in seventh grade. We had, we had sewing yeah, machines. Was there. it seventh? You know, it fucking six. works. I always get that confused. Uh, Six, six. My, I think my took. I took it in seventh. I don't remember when you guys took it. Uh, <laughs> fucking duct tape. <laughs> yo, duct tape. Sorry. These are life hacks right here. Yo, tape. yo, Vinny, you got you got a nice tear no. in your shirt. Yo, give me the fucking duct tape, man. <laughs> that, that don't, it's oh, fine, inside, dude. it's a life hack. That's how you waterproof God. shoes too. Do these people not have mothers? Come on now. <laughs> we got number ten. Speak a second language. How long is this list? 24? 24. All right, yeah, let's, let's <laughs> Fuck, I need to shut up. All right, go on. We got 11, sticking to a budget. 12, using basic Photoshop. 13, learn how to spend Dude, time alone. Photoshop. Which I think is a good one. <laughs> and then when you spend time alone, you can Photoshop people into the pictures you take. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. This list is actually brought to you by Adobe. <laughs> Photoshop. Oh number, number 14 is public speaking. 14? Wait, 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 wait. 14 is public speaking? 
It's not They've got to learn how to sew and fucking use keyboard <laughs> shortcuts before public. Uh, Bernard, I don't know if you know, but number four in that list is keyboard That's shortcuts. That's what I said. They got keyboard sh- shortcuts and fucking, oh my God. Clearly, it is ordered in uh, importance. All right, continue. I, I apologize. 16 is basic, basic, uh, basic cooking skills. Number 17 is making small talk. 18 is backing up electronics. <laughs> oh my God. 19 is asking for help. 20 is picking up a date. 21 is dressing for uh, dressing appropriately for a job interview. 22 is waking up on time. 23, giving a power handshake. And I'm sorry, giving a good handshake. <laughs> oh my god. I'm more into power hand jobs, but. And 24 is power napping. Wait, wait, what? Jesus. Power napping? 24. Power napping. They said these are skills you must K- learn before 30. Power napping? Ma- what is the source of this article? Yeah, you couldn't find a better one? Would you? I will, I will say this, though. This is something that happened recently about someone asked for help. And so if you ask for help, that's great. And it can be difficult. But when the help is there and you don't use it, you might as well be doing it alone. So... There's, I'll, I'll kind of ex- expand on that. Asking for help, great, but actually using the help. That's good. Because that, I just, f- I felt like a fucking dickhead just standing there, like, all right, well, I made, I made time for this, and now you're, you're not using my help. So what's the point? It was Business Insider. It's a Business Insider article. Is this geared more towards like professionalisms or just like self care? I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Control V. Control V. Control C, Control V. Control V. Control X. I just got that. <laughs> Very All right, cool. So, yeah, so I'll, I'll work on a skill. And I'll I can't believe how half assed you used it. You didn't have a skill for us. <laughs> I was hoping God. you could help me with a skill because I couldn't think I of one. I told you yesterday. Well, yo yo's. Yo yoing. Yo yoing? Yeah. Nice. Bringing it back. Dude, there's like, All like right. you have to be realistic with the skill you're going to pick because 20 hours, honestly, you can't master the skill in 20 hours. No, but mm-hmm. you can have a good grasp on it in 20 hours. Yeah. And that, go on. Who, me? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to just implore you to like, just pick up a skill that you yeah. want to learn, like piano, like do something for you. And and then uh, I'm, I'm a big proponent of seeking like passions and through the route of perfecting and getting a grasp on a passion you can learn other life skills yeah and that's one of those things is like when you're looking into a skill you're kind of learning multiple skills into that Hmm. big skill like skiing it's multiple type multiple things as far as ski (laughs) and he's currently doing the other form of skiing is he skiing or is he in a gay porn? Who knows? (laughs) Oh, What's the difference? That's how I learned to be by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, so I'll get back to everybody with a skill that I'm going to learn and pick up and then maybe do it on the podcast. I look forward to that. Daniel, I want to hear about that skill in 18 minutes. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, let's take a 20-minute break, and uh, Danny will let let us know. I would love if we just put 20 minutes of elevator music in right here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, my God. Well, while you think about that, no. Let me bring you to the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> failure? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about a failure, but it's it's it's. There was an article that came out. I think it was recently, right? It was it was put out by Vox. It was basically mm-hmm. entitled "Millennial Burnout Something Something Something." I forgot the rest of it. Yes. And the, the the crux of the article was exploring the phenomenon of why people in the millennial generation, and that is from I think it goes from eighty eight to. 96. 96, 97, something like that, yeah. Why it seems that people in that age bracket, and those are us, by the way, the four of us. Oh, thank you. I forgot my birth year. Are seemingly incapable of doing things. And they were were giving examples such as making Mm. phone calls, mailing packages, responding to emails, responding to communications, setting appointments, Mm -hmm. uh, yada, 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 basic maintenance on, you know, vehicles, things like that. So wait, was the argument Mm. saying that people born after 1996 are better at it? No, they don't know how to do it, it. It just it was just focused. It focused primarily on on because I think the art the author was of our generation as well, and she was exploring the context of why is yeah. it that it, it seems that people of our generation are so far behind in these skills? You know, like it's it's 
sort of a new phenomenon that someone who's you know late 20s early 30s is incapable mm. of setting themselves a doctor's appointment you know yeah right or making a phone call or yeah, you know, et cetera et cetera et cetera so i was gonna ask you guys how do you mm. feel have you, have you ever experienced this like for me personally i do not make phone calls whenever possible if i can avoid <laughs> making a phone call I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I just find it. I find it like painful. Oh I don't know. It's like a, it's like a it's like a slow form of communication, in my opinion. But yeah. like, right. I mean, I'll talk on that for a second. So one of the things I always do in interviews or business meetings with clients, I'm always like, I'm the first person to pick up a phone and just call you because it solves so many problems significantly faster than going on an email and then having a paper trail afterwards and following up on an email. Um, so. I definitely think that our generation is a little bit behind as far as that goes, but we're so advanced when it comes to technology and using computers. Like, I had to teach myself how to change a tire. I think it was two years ago, or like and check tire pressure because mm -hmm. some cars don't have that. So, like, I taught myself some basic car skills mm -hmm. to use moving forward, and it happened to be that I had to change two tires that same week for people in college because they didn't know how to change a tire. And I took the hour, two hours, whatever it is, to YouTube it. And do it, like in person, to kind of learn and understand that. Skill. What a what a man! So as far as can you change? Yeah, your tires? dude, I learned how to change what a tire man, at what sixteen. What a man! <laughs> in your Muncie driving driver's ed. Nah, class? man, Allie ripped her tire mm. to shreds, and I had to go change it for her in the high school parking lot. <laughs> and I had no nice. idea how to do it, but I just fucking I don't know. Manned it. I, I manned it. Got the jackouts. <laughs> manned it. Well, man, manned one of the other it. things in the article that they explored a little bit was that even things that will benefit, you know, millennials or people, like just generic people in, the, in our situation, will be put off for, 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 I don't know if it's procrastination reasons or if it's anxiety yeah. reasons or if mm -hmm. it's some sort of combination of helicopter parenting coupled yeah. with, like, generational approach to things. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, so like, like those those things that you had mentioned earlier, the phone calls, emails, all all that, I have had to learn to do that with work. Uh, I'm good about mm, calling dude. my family for the most part. I wasn't so much an undergrad, but with work, like when I first started working, I was like, I don't want to send this email, <laughs> or like yeah. I don't want to have to like call this like rep and have to deal with this. And actually, like, I, my manager was like, you're not really responding to emails very well, and that's something that you need to do. So I, I just, I had to. And so I feel a lot more right. comfortable yeah. uh, with doing it now. <clears throat> but yeah, I think it was like, it was like a feeling of, like, dread, and I don't want to. Yeah, it's, and yeah. I can't it's like an explain, yeah, I can't anxiety, explain right? why. I don't know where that came from, but it was just like, yeah. you know, I gotta send, like, literally, think of an email. You just type shit on a computer and click a button, and it goes to the person. And in my head, I was like... Yo, I gotta send mm. this email though. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the bathroom and then yeah. I'm gonna get a snack and then I'll think about right. sending that email. <laughs> so you you can see the proliferation of like goods and services that have developed to kind of like offset this trend, in my opinion at least. That's why you start seeing things like app ordable food, you know, where you don't need any basic see, human yeah, contact yeah. or even online ordering. I mean, obviously, I think those are going to be uh, developments no matter what. But you can certainly mm -hmm. see where the or the uh, adoption by our generation brought it on faster. You know, if there's a, an avenue available to me where I don't have to interact with a human being, <laughs> then I will take yeah. it to get what I want, right? And then I'll take yeah. that and put on the flip side of that. Um, when I was working at Yelp, it was a warm calling <coughs> job. I put that in quotation marks. So <laughs> oh, God. So we had a call. I think it was like 100 people a day, four hours of talk time, all your sales was on the board and everything like that. And wow. people would get freaked out when I called them, hey, this is Dan from Yelp, how can I help? Like, I want to talk to you about Yelp advertising and all that fun stuff. And people would legitimately get, like, nervous and angry because mm. they answered the phone. Now, four years later, everything can be done on the internet through Yelp. Ad like, Yelp advertising is now primarily just done as a self-serve platform. Right. Yeah, I'm going to get turned off by a product or service if you get a call from somebody. Hmm. Yeah, I I skimmed that article, Matt. I didn't make it all the way through, but I saw it. It was kind of it was hefty. Um, hefty, it was hefty, hefty. And I couldn't I couldn't help but feel like the author was kind of like indulging in victimhood, kind of sort of thing. Like it's like it's it's quite easy and often that millennials kind of push things back to like baby boomers and like Gen X. But yeah, for for extrapolating reasons, why yeah. 
Right, exactly. And, and some, they make sense and you can kind of follow the trail and, right. and whatever. But I don't know. I, I think I left reading the, like, I, I left the article asking myself, like, what can I do? <laughs> like, if, if, <laughs> if our generation is prone for burnout, well, then I'm fucked, essentially. <laughs> um, but I, I, I think a layer that I haven't really, um, I didn't read up the full thing, like I said, full disclosure, but maybe it did get to the article is just, I think it's just work constant we're living in a constant world so this dread of sending off an email we understand that in 0.2 seconds we can get a response back and the task is not therefore dealt with unless it's kind of like a definitive answer so i i would i would up the the burnout feel by millennials is the fact that there is really no way unless you're kind of off grid to go home and kind of tune off or turn mm-hmm. off um which is a I don't know. It's it's weird because we're kind of in this somewhat evolving yet archaic principles in the system that doesn't necessarily meet our demands. But adulting is still fundamental. We all <laughs> cook for ourselves. Right. We pay bills, right. but we can't we do something keys. like yeah. We can't mail off a letter because we get too much anxiety right. dealing with like and a, certainly the author didn't have any like. They don't, there's no, I don't think anyone knows the reason, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like an opposite. But is piece, that's yeah. like you mentioned the word adulting. That's, you know, a phrase coined for our generation to, you know, mm. act like adults in air quotes. So <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, obviously, no one knows the answer, and then correlation does not determine causation. But, you know, if right. you had to make some educated guesses, why, why is it that just what was once considered common everyday occurrences are now for us, like, just moments of dread, moments of appreh- uh, apprehension, anxiety, and you mm. push it off and you push it off, even if it's to your own detriment, you know, financially or socially. Or- right. Well, especially socially now, it's like we're all in different places, all four of us, and but we can go on and play a video game together or we can go video chat and have these conversations every week, and I think that's a positive. But, mm. again, it's taking us away from kind of are some situations like at a bar i wouldn't go up and talk to a girl if i met her on an app that's a whole different story but Mm. that social aspect of it like it's socially acceptable to meet somebody on an app and go meet them but to go approach somebody and be like hey you're really pretty or hey hey i like your wings in temple or double dare (laughs) hey you're you're a really good bowler yeah (laughs) i tried that one out once at a bowling alley didn't work Hey, the wing one worked uh, multiple whatever. times. They yeah. just felt they just felt yeah, bad. I think nice I definitely think you're right. I think there's levels of gradation. Like I like within my own like friend community, you know, like I, I have no problem communicating with everybody, and I can I can pick up a phone and call you guys, no problem. But if yeah. I have to call a stranger, or a, you know, if I need something from a company or something like that, it's just a whole new level of anxiety. I think just like social media yeah. itself, the way that it's structured, is perhaps breeding poor social skills. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you could look at it in a few different ways. Uh, so, like, AIM was very big for us when we were in high school, middle school, high school. ASL, baby. Shout out AOL. AOL AIM. Like, I would talk to <laughs> girls on AIM from our high school and not talk to them in person, really, in school. Because it's just different, right? It's like you can't. You have that anxiety. Right. You don't want to go up to them and talk to them. There's something that like yeah, it, keeps it, you. From it took it. out the personal from like personal. Right. So mm-hmm. if you take that and then think about then the perpetuation of it, you have Instagram, which is all photos pretty much and like a short caption, and now you have Snapchat. Mm-hmm. It's it's all photo based and it's also all just like you don't have to have any direct in- interaction with anybody. Now that doesn't necessarily. Mm-hmm. So I think that only really applies and it helps explain the social aspect or maybe the phone call. But emails is weird because you would think that <laughs> we would be fine with just setting that off. It's the same, almost the same as mm. text message, right? I mean, everybody's right. emails linked right. to their phone. So basically sending an email <laughs> is like sending a text message unless it's a long-ass mm. email because then you just open it and you're like, Psh, deal with that later. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I mean, but, it, you know, it could just be indicative of any, any type of task. I'm sure it's like a person-to-person basis, right? But, you know, even things like doing laundry, doing chores, you know, making appointments, making doctor's appointments is a big one. Or even going out to lunch with coworkers. You just said lunch and that kind of triggered. Like if you're not a very social person and somebody asks you to go lunch and you really don't know what to talk to them about. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like the, the norms of the adult world in the previous generations have kind of like fallen by the wayside for us or, or, or we're actively trying to shirk them. Yeah. And yeah. Circling back to the, my topic before making oh, small talk you. was one of them. It's all about you today, mm. Daniel. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying, no, because it does apply to that. 
Right. Because making and small talk. Making or... friends wherever you go or, like you said, any environment. Using basic Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comes in oh handy God. when you learn those uh, keyboard shortcuts. For sure. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Control Z. Control Z. <laughs> in any social situation. Um, I mean, I, I just feel like humanity is, like, dying in a sense. I know that's, like, really dark and, and just a fucking pessimistic view. But, um, yeah, in the article, they, they kind of touched upon the baby boomers and how they basically were set up for a different type of solution after they came after college where now we would come after college and like oh go get a, a nanny job you'll figure it out and we're kind of obsessing over this this concept of the job the passion the purpose in life and hey like jig is up that's bullshit it's pretty much bullshit but the generation before us were able to meander and figure it out whereas we from the young age you have to have extracurriculars need to have internships need to do this oh you only have a bachelor's degree guess up motherfucker you need a master's you need a phd <laughs> so like those grace periods of like you know quote unquote adulting and getting your shit together is expedited when we have student loans and now an older generation that's now relying on us putting back into the economy mm-hmm. so Personally, I just feel like it's kind of set up to fail. Yeah. And I'm just going to fucking play my Fortnite and just <laughs> chill out. I think you're right. I think it's a large confluence of factors, right? And there's no yeah. problem. There's probably not one correlative or, uh, you know, directive factor or drive factor that explains everything. But it's, you know, and there's certainly a propensity. Like, people want to feel like their generation is unique. Like, it's easier for us mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I know. Hey, we graduated. A lot of us, 07, 08. And then, well, guess what? One of the largest recessions in America hit, and bam, everything in our world was thrown into chaos, and yada, yada, yada. Yep. But yeah. I, I don't know. So I, I do honestly feel like there is something unique, at least socially, happening with our generation. Mm-hmm. And it might not be positive. But <laughs> it's true. It's That's yeah. true. Yeah, I think. Go ahead, man. It's our. our um, I think our passions are trying to find themselves within the old system, and that's troubling. Well, the future is is questionable. We don't know how that's going to leave us, but the one thing that's always going to be there is our past. Looking back. Oh, Looking at let's go you back. through the glass. Look at this <laughs> photograph. Take us, take us back, Dr. B. For us to... Welcome to Bernard's Memory in Corner. In my corner. Bum, bum, bum. It's a time where Bernard tells a story in, in his corner. In my corner. This memory I'm coming up with right on the spot. Uh-oh. So, wait, you're making up a memory? No, I just, I just didn't have one, like, prepared for Memory Corner. Oh. Well, for Memory Corner, we could do the sock and bop. My memory has to deal with one. Matt's one of, one of Big Baby's birthdays. Do you, do you remember Damn, no. Blow for Blow with P. Jung? <laughs> oh, no. I do remember Blow for Blow. <laughs> you want to set the story up? <laughs> Actually, I'll give the prequel. I'm going to give the prequel. Uh, that was my 22nd birthday? I think no, it was 21st. Mm, was it? Was I think it was so. your hat. Well, no, it was one of your birthdays when you, when you had hair. Hmm. <laughs> That's how you know it's a long time ago, that memory. Um, <laughs> all right, go ahead. Set us up. Set us up. Okay. Uh, from what I remember, and this is, you know, sketchy based on <laughs> being his 21st birthday, uh, we, I had a party, right? There was a party at my yep. house. A couple of people came mm-hmm. over, including you guys. Yep. Or I don't remember if any was. If any were you there? I think you were there. It was I the think 21st. It was, was that with the giant baby bottle? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. So... Obviously, as you just heard, my friends are assholes. They gave me a giant, they gave me a giant baby bottle bank for my birthday. <laughs> uh, and a couple of our other friends, like extended friends, come over. You know, like there's people in high school you hang out with, you see every now and then, and they, you know, mm-hmm. say what's up. And then, so a couple of them came over, and one of those people was Patrick Jung. P. Jung the um, Great, also known as P. Jung the Great. And um, shout out to P. Jung. <laughs> After a little while, we were obviously in, in, imbibing some alcohol and uh, mm. got to a point where Patrick was a little bit inebriated. And As always, Bernard was a little bit inebriated. Mm. And I like to think I like to think Patrick looked over and he saw that Bernard RBF and he was like, "You know what? I'm gonna get this <laughs> no, guy." It was the VPF for him, very punchable face. So, so basically, he asks me if I wanted to participate in Blow for Blow, which is also known as Punch for Punch. Now, the prequel to this is that about two weeks earlier, 
he also asked me to do this at uh, our friend Peter's house, and I mm. participated with him, and like he lost, <laughs> he lost immediately. And the way he plays punch for punch, by the way, there's a few different sets of rules. It's not like I hit you once, then you hit me once, then I hit you once, then you hit me once, and the first person who can't take it. No, it's pretty much no that holds one. barred, bare knuckle fighting. <laughs> just don't hit the face. Nice. Now, additionally, I probably have about 35 pounds on this kid. Yeah, and like five and height, inches, yeah. too, yeah. yeah. So now this is two weeks later. I thought I had squashed any desire for him to do this with me, and he's asking again. No. So I graciously accepted because in my head, I was like, <laughs> basically, this kid's going to want to do this every time we hang out, so I'm going to do it again, but I'm not holding back this time. Mm. Go ahead, Babby. Do you remember <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the bell sounded somewhere, and, and the ref said fight, and uh, Bernard and Patrick started swinging, and uh, Bernard, at first Bernard was perplexed. He was like, why are you not waiting for me to hit you back, as Patrick kept swinging repeatedly and hitting him, and then eventually, I think it just ticked in his mind. He was like, all right, fuck it, so he proceeded to, <laughs> I don't know if you landed two or three punches on him, but it was a couple. It was, like, it was, it was co- like two, and I swung for the third, but he was already going down. I hate, I just fucking haymakered him right in the solar plexus. Yeah, and uh, so, of course, P. Jung, being probably 35, 40 pounds lighter, crumbles, and he's on the he's ground. on the ground. And that is not good enough for Dr. B. <laughs> he needs oh. one more lick. So he winds up a full kick and just lays it right into his ribs. Right in the back of him. I, I don't know what – some took me over. I just, in my head, some, I was like, I need to Some teach. dark in that body. Well, there. I was just like, I don't want this kid every time I'm with him. I didn't know if he was going to become a, a normal fixture because he was kind of friends with you guys. So I was like, I don't want to have this kid thinking it's okay to, like, challenge me and, and just throw punches at me. And he challenge him. sees me. Throw the gauntlet down. So now I'm going to make sure he doesn't want to challenge, like, do this anymore with me. I don't care if he wants to do it with somebody else. But... <laughs> and so, so Babby literally, as soon as I threw that kick, lost his shit. And he was like, yo, you MMA kicked my man. <laughs> and I, I literally looked at him and I was like, I don't know what came over me. I, it, just, it just felt natural. The best part the best part is Patrick. He's like on the ground. He's like, you know, heaving. He's like, uh, and he gets up. He's like, yo, that was, that was a good hit, man. That was a good hit. <laughs> oh, my and God. So I felt that was fitting because Big Babby's birthday is in uh, eight, eight days. Nine, no, six? Less than that. Woo! It was 16th, Woo! right? A mere eight days. Yeah, eight days. Eight. So, that happened last time I was around for Babby's birthday, so we'll see what happens this time. Mm. Well, thank you for that, Bernard. And that was... Welcome to... That was Uh, Bernard's Memory Corner. In my corner. corner. It's a time where he told a story (laughs) in in his corner. corner. This corner. So confused about that corner. I think your corner is a salt dog. I think you're going to be in jail for that corner. Nah, that was a minor. No, no, you weren't. No, you weren't. No, you were not. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, but it's by millennial standards. Right, right. right. Uh, okay. You weren't like right, mentally right, mature right, right, enough, right. dog. I was, I you don't know the keyboard shortcuts yet. Not sending emails or calling people. <laughs> What'd you say there, Babby? I missed that. <laughs> I said you weren't mentally mature enough because you don't know the keyboard shortcuts yeah, that's yet. True. Oh wow. <laughs> Jeez. What you got for us, Vin? Mm. A shortcut. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> so, uh, in the midst of feeling shitty about myself reading about millennial burnout, um, I also got a new phone hey. near the Ooh, holidays. Yes. I am a technophobe. Um, one of the iPhone X's, I think XS or something like that. The newer one, I was due. Um, not really, <laughs> as y'all know, every day, like every week when I try to set up this podcast, I'm very tech savvy. Um, <laughs> That was sarcasm. <laughs> that was sarcasm. A very good life skill. Um, fuck everyone. I do it to myself, though, to be honest. Um, so with this new phone, there was also like a screen time setting, which basically made me feel even shittier about my life, saying that I was doing nothing productive. Literally, it was down to productive and non-productivity. Yo, wait, it yeah. says it's literally <laughs> yeah. called non-productivity. Is like it what you said? Non-productivity. I'm pretty sure it said productivity and then social media or yeah. other. It was just yeah, uh, that's awesome. 
So Apple throwing shade, son. Needless to say, in my rebellious teenage state, what I did was I deleted that function so they couldn't fucking tell me what to do and downloaded a bunch of games. Yeah, you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me, Tim Cook. Exactly. So I would like to talk about mobile apps specifically today. Um, first, I would like to ask everyone to share their guilty pleasure that they like to indulge in. If they don't have a mobile game, get the fuck out of here. Um, so get what game is it that you just... You're taking a shit, <laughs> and you take an extra five to ten minutes because you're still on this game. I like those poop games. I- I'm gonna yes. politely go fuck myself because I don't play any games on my phone. Yeah, what? Really? I really don't. I mean, I would, I would, uh, perhaps, I would maybe even go as far as saying that, like Reddit, because I, I know you use Reddit. Reddit um, I'll, go, I'll just like browse Instagram when I'm on the toilet. And I go into some deep okay. the holes. Like, like I like, I like <laughs> wow. see shit, and then I follow that person, but th- not follow, but like I go to their page, and then scroll through, and then I see something, and I'm like, what's this? And then I follow something there. Like, I get deep. I get like four uh, layers removed. Okay, the yeah, wormhole yeah, yeah. of Instagram. He's a massive creep. Daniel, <laughs> what about you? <laughs> well, he doesn't go down the rabbit hole. We know that. There's a uh, there's one because he hates rabbits. He's afraid of rabbits. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hate rabbits. One game that I love and that I beat the entire game, front and back, was uh, Peggle. Have you ever heard of Peggle? Peggle. Oh, I love that game. Right, Peggle's unbelievable, it? and so it's pretty much like Palinko, but mm. you have to hit certain colors, and then there's like. But power isn't Plinko like, like no? So I like, love. You can't predict what you're doing. Isn't Plinko like you just drop something in the top? Yeah. This way you can like angle the ball where uh. you want it to. But mm. then it still has to hit certain pegs and everything like that. So it's addictive. So that's my kind of go-to game. And Tetris at times. Yeah, I love... Um, Peggle's cool because at the end it's like celebrations. Oh, There's, it's it like makes you feel so good. Thing ever. It doesn't yeah. say uh, social media time. You. Uh, no, it doesn't say you're a fucking loser, Vinny. Get off your goddamn oh, phone. Hey, Peggle Blast, Danny. It is Peggle Blast. It. So, nice. Daniel... To add to um, your your games, mm-hmm. Tetris was actually the first mobile game released in 1994. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And then three years later, 97, Nokia launched Snake. I love Snake. <laughs> love Snake. Loves. So, Matthew, what about you, Matthew? Uh, I had to delete them all because my phone is, like, full. But I, mm. I used to play poker on my phone, and oh. in, in years past, we used to do... Uh, Trivia Crack, which was really fun. Oh, trivia yeah, Crack trivia is fun. Crack was oh. Wait, was your phone yeah. full of just um, pictures of you alone with Photoshop people in it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's pretty much. You need. Back, <laughs> Who's this? Katy Perry. Back when I had hair. You know? Dude, I just, hey. I just downloaded Pego and opened it, and the first thing it says, how old are you? <laughs> Why does Pego want to know how old I am? So, well, <laughs> as Vinny was saying, as the sound that Pego makes when you finish a level, this yes. is it. <gasps> oh, you know what I love? So I used to love Angry Birds, but I never had it. I never like, actually bought it. I should have bought it. Those endorphins are flowing whenever you hear that. I do. Music. I have Flappy Birds oh, on my phone still. That was a game. Remember when people were selling phones with Flappy Bird on it on like yeah. eBay? Yeah, I yeah, because you couldn't get the app anymore. Yeah, I should have yeah. done that. Yeah. I should have did it. I should have taken it. I should have taken it. So in the first quarter of 2017, there was a 53% increase than the previous year for mobile for the previous year for mobile gaming. Um, for the revenue grew to 11.9 billion dollars in the first quarter of 2017. That's crazy. It is. Um, as of 2014, more than 500 million people had installed Candy Crush yeah, Saga. Dude, Do Candy you guys Crush remember that? I still get mom's. My ex-girlfriend's mom asked me for lives. Well, this is is interesting because, I mean, this article is a little dated now. It's like three years old. But um, they broke down the top three, uh, I guess, highest grossing mobile games, Mm -hmm. um, all of which probably sound familiar. Uh, I think they kind of broke it down into companies. So one is King, which I believe is Candy Crush Saga. Yep. um, EA, Electronic Arts, Sims, other types of shit. Um, And Zenga. Remember Farmville? That was oh, one of yeah. them. Yeah, I remember that. So what I found most interesting um, loved is of that, respectively, the proportion between females to males 
is predominantly female, as high as 69%. Mm-hmm. Um, you ain't wrong. Uh, 69. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. So age group being um, that I would say at least, I mean, these numbers, at least a third are either Gen X and or baby boomers. Um, so I think most people think that one males, young males of the millennial generation are playing these types of mobile games, but it actually, it turns out that females of a, an older generation are playing it. Are the husbands not satisfying their women? I don't know. Ooh. We'll talk about that are they not on another their candy. <laughs> so yeah. That's that whole correlation causation thing, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God! Hillary Clinton actually lost the election because she was too busy playing <laughs> Flappy Bird. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, so damn. I I would implore everyone to. Well, how do we think about that? Are you surprised that no. females are now? No. Because they're on the phone. No, that's I'm a general question. I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, that, that could be a fair observation. The more you're on the phone, more likely you are to kind of explore. No, so no, perhaps. Let me elaborate on that just so I don't sound like a total douchebag. Um, I think that maybe some females weren't exposed to gaming in a sense and that kind of mm. quick euphoric like feeling of leveling up or, or that type of kind of right. like a, a quick, what's it called? A, like it instant gratification. That's the word. And yeah. with phone games, they kind of get that. And we've, who people who have been exposed to gaming more mm. in their life kind of are used to getting that feeling. And so yeah, we, for sure. So even if we just uh, make that into a bigger point, if we play video games like console games, mm. because we need that extra, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, no. I think you're talking about like accessibility. It's now accessible to a, a wide lo- like audience, um, including those who p- will have smart devices, and for them, they may feel more comfortable in engaging in that. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I, think I feel it, I you. I think it might also have so, to do with the types of games on phones. So a lot of like okay, a lot cool. Of, yeah. Explain. Well, that makes I mean, sense. I think there are a large variety of types of games, but there's also like it's not like with console games, really, you're playing those puzzle style mm. like tetris style games like candy crush and that kind of stuff but those are just like that's not like a intense rpg that's not like zelda it's not like a but fighting you, right. game it's like, that's just like a mind yeah, like it uses like, your mind uh it keeps you stimulated so I w- i'm not mm. surprised that it's predominantly female i'm not I like 50 if it was 50 like i would say if you asked me i'd be like i'd say it's 50 50 so the fact that it's skewed one way or the other doesn't surprise me Mm. Uh, just because of the types mm. of games, like look at the games that are the biggest hits. It's not like right. zombie killer, you know. It's fucking Candy Crush and that kind of shit. Right, Plants vs yeah, Zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that it's that kind of stuff where it's um, even like the thing that was like like Plants vs Zombies. That's very much mm. like a puzzle, right? You place the right things in the right place. So it doesn't surprise me. Uh, I could have seen it being skewed either way. Interesting. Matthew, do you have anything? Yeah, so uh, because I actually worked for a gaming company, I, used, I actually went through a lot of these statistics and, and all these numbers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of people don't realize, but the majority of gamers, if you constitute all groups, are women. Yeah. And a lot of it, I think, has to do with just overall the purchasing power of society has shifted it to the female side. So okay. there are games now being developed specifically with the female audience in mind. And I think a good example of that was that I think it was Kim Kardashian dress up or something oh, like yeah. that. Oh, that yeah. game was making reportedly like a million dollars a day or more. Hmm. With pri- primarily a female audience. Wait, what did she and then dress as? The... Sorry? Kim Kardashian did what? Is a dress it was either Kim Kardashian or some other prominent female yeah, influencer had a dress up yeah. game where you could like basically buy outfits uh... and dress up, you know, like like characters. Hmm. And then um uh, oh yeah, the proliferation of, of uh, smartphones, right? So like you guys are saying, like oh you know if you're a female gamer, you might not have been exposed to the more hardcore things. And and by and large, hardcore gamers remain remain guys. You know the guys, the people who put multiple thousands of hours into thing or hundreds of hours usually right. are men. But mm-hmm. their proliferation of cell phone or uh, smartphones capable of running apps like um, Bejeweled, Candy Reskin, Crush. Candy Crush, yeah, <laughs> or um, mm. you know other you know, like uh, what was the Facebook farm game, you know. Farmville. Farmville. Farmville, right. And then that was the other thing, is with the introduction of social... That game I never uh, got. Inter- yeah. <laughs> interactions. I never understood the appeal of Farmville. Oh, I loved it. Was it was basically... The, the big thing about that game was you could show off your farm to your friends, right? Show and that's... Farm. that's When it comes... I'm not a psychologist, but you know a lot of people say in the female psyche, having that social link of being able to do things you know with other people 
is a mm. massive reward structure for them. So that's why one of the things that, that set off that, that game to the roof, you know, like the popularity was. Right. So oh, and I will. One more thing I was going to say. Yes, Matthew. I'm going to cut you off. <laughs> if, you had, no. if you had to guess, what constitutes the single largest chunk of the entertainment industry? I'm guessing gaming. Yeah. Games. It is now gaming, yeah. Gaming is the is single it? largest Even over profitable percentage chunk. Wow. Over of all entertainment, yeah. Wow. So my, my final thought, if I'm not running over with my segment, is uh tying it back to your topic, Matt, do you think that somehow mobile gaming is adding to our burnout, our restlessness, our s- sense of of wonder and misplacement? I wanna say yeah. Uh, well, the it's hard because it's like it's such a huge, you know, like box of problems. But I, I think, yes, I, I want to say definitely. It's definitely helped or hurting, you know, like social connection. Like, hmm. like when I was when I was growing up, I played a lot of tabletop games or board games, and those games require you directly to interact with another human being on a person-to-person basis. But right. uh, if you're playing online, uh, especially a mobile game, you know, you can you could be anywhere. You could be like Bernard on the train with the smug uh, look on. <laughs> or you could be, uh, be at work or something like that. You know, it doesn't matter. You could be, do, we could be whatever you want. So it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily reinforce positive social interaction to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I know a big controversial part of mobile gaming is that mobile gaming had pretty much become they're just like online casinos yeah. now. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they've been yeah, with- engineered to hit all those positive reinforcement marks in people's minds that casinos do. So you buy those loot crates, and that's why you saw like the, the EU just regulated loot crates out. Mm-hmm. I think it contributes for sure. I think it contributes. I think the proliferation of, of technology in general is, is behind that, but gaming can definitely be have its own slice of the pie. Well, very, very good insight. I appreciate you, Matthew. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Nah. No. No. All right. Cool. Oh my god, I love it. My topic today is going to deal with the cinematic adventures known as movies. In Spanish, películas. I spent 20 hours on Spanish, so I've mastered it. Damn. Um, Okay. So what I want to talk about is uh, it's very difficult and rare for a film or film, I guess, for a sequel to be better than the original. That's what I'm trying to get at. I'm trying to sound smart with it. Fact. So I'm just going to say it. For a Preach. sequel to be better than the original. Now, the sequel doesn't have to be number two, it, but any sequel. So if there was a, a group of movies better than the first one that was released. So I have here, uh, it's a... Time from the Time magazine, they have 35 sequels that are better than the original movie. Oh, can I well, name so some? So before I list them, can you guys think of any off the top of your head that you feel the sequels are better? Two towers. Two towers and Turn of the King. Two towers. That and Return of the King. Yeah. So which one would you say is the best? I would personally say Two That's, Towers. Is so the that best. has that ranked here. No, it's not ranked in order, but that is one of the on the list. Was Lord of the Rings? Cool. You ready for the best one of Say all time? Again. Oh, and for wait, for sure, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, which episode is that? It's the second. It's the second Star Wars movie that ever came out. The one with Hulk. Yes, Empire Strikes Back. Star Wars Episode Five yeah. is right here. They have that also yeah. listed. The Mighty Ducks. They do two. not have that listed. Yo, are you Coach me? Coach Bombay? They don't have that listed, no. but Mighty I, I would two agree with it? you. <laughs> wow. Damn. It, this li- where's this list from? Time Magazine, bro. This is Insider, like my list? <laughs> you have any Vinny that you can think of? No. Airbud 2. Danny, what about... How do you feel about <laughs> The Godfather Part 2? Oh. oh. Better than one? Mm-mm. It adds a lot to one. I think you have to watch them in tandem, but three was terrible. Well, yeah, we're not talking about three. Yeah. Uh, is, is that it on is. the list? It is, is better in than fact, one? on the list. Uh, it, it adds... It's a, I could do that. Because as a standalone, it is pretty good. But when you add it to one, now, I know certainly. I, I know Danny. Uh, say that again, Bobby. I was gonna say certainly some of the Harry Potter movies got to be up yeah, there. Yes, so There's the so one many. that they mm. have listed as the best is Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> okay. okay, I can see yeah. that. I don't know. I'd have to rewatch them. Now, Danny, I know you. I believe you saw this. I don't know if anyone else did. Would you agree with this? How to Train Your Dragon Two. 
Uh, yes, I would. I think two was better okay. than one. I would also have to say Dark Knight Rises is better that's than another one. Uh, that's another one. Batman here, Begins. So oh yeah, the one with uh, Heath Ledger. Uh, Spider-Man Two would be another one because that the Doc Ock one would be regarded as one of the best Spider-Man movies. That one is good. Uh, I don't. I personally think it's okay, but that should be Terminator. One. Terminator Two for sure. Terminator Two. Terminator right? Two is on this list. Yes. Yeah. Captain America: um, The Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier okay. was great. Yeah. Um, now this one's controversial for me. I want to see how you guys feel about it. They have Toy Story 3 listed as the, the best one. I can see that. I enjoy it. I mean, it, it is where we get the addition of Big Baby. But... <laughs> <laughs> this is the Caterpillar Room. <laughs> that was good. I agree. I think Toy Story 2 is bleh, it yeah. was all right. I mean, great Jesse. Mhm. Um Toy Story 3, that was like all the emotions of I mean. an adult level to the Toy Story franchise. 100%. I don't I saw 3, I don't remember it. So to me, no. I remember one very clearly. Yeah. Spoilers, mm. they almost all died and then Andy gave them away. Oh. And spoilers. Well, that's just fucking Wait, sad. Did you Jeez. say somebody died? <laughs> Everybody almost uh, died. Well, that is true. I thought you said like that Andy, all, like that, his whole family died. <laughs> they all died. Back to the Future Two. Uh, they don't have any of the Back to the Futures listed here, but I do like Back to the Future Two. What about Rocky Two? Rocky Two is good. Rocky, but Rocky Four with Ivan. Rocky Drago Four, yeah. Yeah. If he dies, that's he, dies. he dies. What about <laughs> Thor Ragnarok? Uh, Thor Ragnarok yeah. is better than yeah. Thor One. Yeah. Well, Thor One, I thought was one of the it worst. Was, I Thor need series. a horse. Yeah, it was too overdone. I got one that you guys might not consider a sequel, but it is Logan. Old yeah. Old Man Logan. Yeah, but Old it's Man just Logan. Logan. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was the best. That was by sure, for sure, one of the best X Men movies. How do you feel about this one, Mad Max Fury Road? I didn't see it. <laughs> Witness um. me. <laughs> uh. Okay, I could say okay because it's it, it, it updates the series, but like those movies really don't belong to be out of the '80s. Like no one should see them now, unless you can go back in time to the '80s and watch them again or the early '90s when they came out. Yeah, it was yeah. good though. I did enjoy. It was cinematically like impressive. Yeah, it was really good. But like the, the original with Mel Mel Gibson is is uh they're good. They're just you know it's like it's dated. How about this? This yeah, is one of sure. my favorite Christmas movies: National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yo, yeah. In fact, I've never seen the other vacation movies. You never saw Vegas no. Vacation? Yo, you guys need to go on the damn tour. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we just talked about this during Christmas. I've never seen any of those movies. But yeah, I mean, it is really difficult. To, uh, I, I think about it often because a lot of times I like movies, and when I watch them, then this, they're coming out with a sequel a few years later. In my head, I'm kind of like, eh, I'm not feeling it. I got one, though, that I want to ask you guys. This is not on the list. Go. Jumanji. Ooh. I love Jumanji. I love the original. It's a, re- it's a reboot, the though, right? Well, it's not really a yeah. remake because they, they reference like, me, the characters the first from the first one. That's true. That's true. I guess technically it is a sequel, right? Yeah, they don't really. I enjoyed it. I, it's hard because I don't know if it ages well, Jumanji, because we recently watched it, Bernard, or we recently I talked about it. I think it does. It, I think a few years. If you can get past, like, maybe to... crappy-looking animals. It's not like Mac and me. It's not like a putty looking alien. <laughs> Damn. Well, Maybe we I'd... should watch it together as a family and then review Jumanji later on. I saw I think mm-hmm. we all saw it, right? Everybody saw it. I, I haven't seen oh, it. Ju- with the rock? No. I refuse. There's no why do you wait wait wait. Okay. Don't refuse. Rewind. Just it's really well, good. Well, I mean I refuse to watch it, but I accept that it's been made. <laughs> It's not what I mean, <laughs> I don't know. For me, like, Robin Williams is has to be my one of my top favorite actors to watch. I mean, Mrs. Doubtfire is, like, my Classic. fucking Hello, favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, ex- so, like, to kind of put Jack Black and The Rock Dwayne Johnson, who just makes fucking movies because he can now. Yeah. Um, don't you speak badly of Dwayne. That is our next <laughs> president. Future president of America. I now. did it. Do you know what he's cooking? I did it. For the, people. for the people. I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. He's, the Rock has definitely done a lot of bad movies. 
yeah, a lot scraper. of bad movies. But this one, I think, was very, really nicely done. It was good. Oh, it was entertaining. The Rock can... He can build the wall himself, for all I care. The Rock is the Beyonce for men. I love it. Where is the line? I've never heard that one. I've heard Joe Rogan be called the uh, Oprah for men. I've never heard Beyonce for men. Ah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all I was really came to talk about wanted to see if you guys had any any sequels that were wait can, what does it give you like a top does it give you a top list of like the top no i don't have yeah, see, like, yeah just rattle off a few ones uh, that we didn't uh, that we didn't talk about say again rattle off a few that sure. we didn't talk about uh, i kind of skipped them because i didn't think we had much to say on them but let's do it we have mission impossible fallout which was the latest one and or, thumbs down they're, not they're all they're all bad yeah paddington 2 which i really liked Anybody else see it? I'm not twelve. I saw it on a plane and it was super good. Aww. I don't see a lot of bear That's movies. <laughs> Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Which? Oh yes, that was better yeah. than the first one. I thought Even the, really I thought the, the first were one. bad. Mm. Um, They'll come to my dinner. Fast Five from Fast and the Furious. All the Fast and Furious movies. Are I was gonna say, if we talk about like money earned, then you got to put like the Avengers up there, right? There's like. Four of them, and that, that movie's cracked a billion dollars. Yeah, but I don't know. Ghostbusters two, Hellboy two, The Golden Ooh. Army. Okay, that was good. But that's because Hellboy one was so fucking trash. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Also true. <laughs> the Bourne Ultimatum, which was the one released in two thousand seven. Yeah, those are good movies. They're good movies. Spider Man two is on here. Yeah, buddy. X two, X Men United. X gonna yeah. give it to you. Uh, oh, this is actually this one is very interesting. Did you guys know that technically the movie Silence of the Lambs is a sequel? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. The movie Manhunter, which was released in 1986, oh. and so this says Silence of the Lambs feels like a completely new film. Anthony Hopkins replaces Brian Cox as Hannibal Lecter and develops the sort of eerie rep- repartee with Jodie Foster's Clarice. So it's the first one. Anthony Hopkins rep, was in his rep, Silence of the Lambs, but technically mm. a sequel. I'm, I'm glad you didn't spend 20 hours on French. <laughs> Why did I say repartee? What did I say? Repartee. Repartee. Yeah, no, only 20 hours in Spanish. Uh, Superman <laughs> two. That I do want. They said was better. The one from 1989. Okay. Back in back in the day. Yeah. Star Trek two. Wrath of Khan. <laughs> nah. I've never seen it. Okay. Dawn of the Dead. They said it's better. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. From Russia with Love, one of the James Bonds. And this one's interesting. Bride of Frankenstein. Hmm. But it's the original, which was made in 1935, so I'm assuming the the first one was just like... Dead people. (laughs) Just the original Frankenstein. One movie that I do want to recommend that is a half-sequel. Lion King, Uh, half, one and a half. One and a half. Get some new material, Daniel. Well, not everybody's heard this. Not everybody's seen my Daniel. It's the only movie that has a one half in it. Yeah, and so it's the view of the original Lion King with Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. You've seen it? Yeah. You're like the only person ever who's seen it. No, I've seen it. They they do like the background. They build that like giant animal tower when they're singing, and then all the animals like collapse and everything. Did you guys? Did you guys uh, see The Incredibles too? No, no. It, it was not good. Not. Oh, it was like what? Twelve years to come back out with the sequel. Yeah, I think it's twelve years, ten or twelve I years. Don't know. They, they lost. Yo, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what sequel I am psyched up for though. Fucking Top Gun two, coming out. Tom Cruise Jeez. right into the danger zone, baby. Really? Come on. Uh, yeah, look it up. <laughs> wow. Maybe Tom Cruise needs a little affirmations in his life. Hmm. Weekly. Do you know what time it is? It's time for weekly affirmations with Vinny. Vinny. This week's weekly affirmation is whether you're trying to find your own story or working on your sequel, you can be like Tom Cruise and buy the rights for all the movies of Mission Impossible and therefore make it yourself, even though you're like five foot five. Get a box. Damn. Damn. <laughs> I hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> a lot of shadiness in this weekend. <laughs> it's dark in this week, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was weekly affirmations <laughs> with Vinny. Vinny. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Perfect.
Cool. Well, that wraps up the first uh, podcast <laughs> of this year. Yeah, final thoughts, everybody. Ooh, 2019. Today? Bernardia, final um, thoughts. Um, I should not have punched Patrick Jung. Kicked him. I think punching him was fine. I should have kicked him. It was a little too far. Okay. All right. Oh, I accept. Yeah, and um, 2019, Zazu steals a bitch. Yeah, wow. wow. This, this <laughs> fucking guy. This is wow. why you're so unapproachable, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew. I am. I'm just glad to be back. Glad to be. This is this is what I call podcasting, boys. Mm. Mm. Vincenzo, what'd you learn? Final thoughts. I learned that um, I need to start learning how to soak so I turn thirty. <laughs> <laughs> hey Dan, what are your final thoughts? Any uh, you better know those keyboard shortcuts. Any skills come to you Jeez. in the past twenty-five minutes? Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn a new song on the piano within the month. And then play it for the podcast. Because as Bernard knows, as everybody knows, I only know two songs no, on the piano. You only know three chords so that happen to make two that's songs. That's true. You're giving yourself more credit I, than you should even have. <laughs> I'm so lit right okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> this week's podcast has been brought to you by... Spoon review. I haven't done one in about a month. So we're going to get back in that. That's my, that's my goal. My good friend Daniel reason. likes to start something called spoon review, and then I have to get on his case after three months of not doing one. It begs the question, how is spoon review sponsoring this show? Because why put your spoon in your mouth when I could put it in mine? Spoon review. Instagram spoon underscore review. Maybe he'll do one for 4th of July. <laughs> well, thank you everybody for listening to the Jerkos podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are listened to. If you want to contact us, please email us at jerkospodcast at gmail.com. Once again, my name is Daniel Joseph Zimone with my colleagues. Newly peggle addicted Dr. B. <laughs> Big baby Reynolds. The pessimistic Vinnie Falcon. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight oh, face. Oh, thank you. Tough times. Bye. Toodly doodly. See you next year. <laughs> <laughs>